the college football experience, invitational projections and picks, as well as bowl games. Part three episode on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. WinBet's now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet is what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet a hundred dollars. Get a hundred dollar free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W Y N N B E T. State restrictions apply. We're also brought to you by our mini helmet contest. Yes, the SGP mini helmets are now in store, and we're giving away one of them for free. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash helmet. This is Brian Bosworth, a.k.a. The Boz, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Peace out. Boz out. side of the college football experience where we are picking winners, baby. Let's Cheers, get to boys. Yes. Number two. Let's oh. pick some games. Uh, let's get over to, uh, to, I mean, the first slate of games Wednesday, UCF taking on Mike Elko and the Duke blue devils in the military bowl in Annapolis, Maryland. Patty C. Why don't you scoot on over there and catch out Mike Elko's sweet ass in action. All right. Uh, a real winner for once. <laughs> uh, guys, Duke is a three and a half point favorite. And I have a little synopsis going on here of this game. Well, let me get this straight. Mikey Keene hit the portal to Fresno state where Speaking of the devil, Jeff Tedford's probably going to make him a first round draft pick. Uh, <laughs> but John Rice Plumley's injured. So we're talking third. Uh, they haven't released anything off he's playing, but we think he's out of this game. So you're talking third string quarterback at UCF. Mm. Also, how about the fact that UCF lost their offensive coordinator to North Carolina, lost their defensive coordinator to Arkansas, uh, and a slew of other players like their top receiver hit the portal. Uh, I look at Duke and I see, like I said, three backups who didn't get burned, hit the portal, but that's by far one of the best out of all of college football. I am all over. I mean, UCF lost a starting corner. They lost a key linebacker. Give me Duke minus three and a half. Another thing is you're giving Mike Elko a month to prepare for this cha-cha-cha offense. <laughs> Give me Duke minus three and a half. I love this play, Nick. No, lock it up, man. I think it's a clear play. I think first off, I think UCF probably had their sights set higher than the military bowl versus Duke. So motivation's a factor. Meanwhile, I think Duke is thrilled to be in a bowl game because I think most of the players on that team haven't been to one yet. So they're pumped to play this game. They won four out of their last five. You mentioned they're hardly losing anybody via the portal. 
Meanwhile, uh, Central Florida, they lost two out of the last three, and the only win was a nail-biter against South Florida, who went 1-11. So this is clear, cut, and dry. Give me Duke all day. Lock it up. Oh, I'm with you, man. What? I mean, I get it. Okay. I mean, Ryan O'Keefe, by the way, he went to Boston College. Their star Strange linebacker. Strange transfer there. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah. St- star linebacker uh, Jeremiah Jean Baptiste uh, went to uh, what? Ole Miss. And then uh, their starting quarter, Devontae Brown, went to Miami. Uh, I'm with you. Patty, see what are you doing here? Well, uh, all the things you mentioned about uh, the quarterback, especially with Malzahn being a pretty quarterback driven offense. And uh, like you said, uh, Duke having Elko having time to uh, prep up for that offense. And then you have, you know, current weather in Washington, D.C., 33 degrees. It's been colder than that. Current weather in Durham, 28. Current weather in Orlando, 51. But they've been ha- having highs of 77 most of these days. So we all know that Duke is going to be more prepared, prepared to play in ice cold weather than UCF will. So I think all those factors say lean Duke here. Yes, sir. All right. Now we go, we go to Memphis, Tennessee, where the Liberty bowl is happening and shout out to the beat reporter that reported that uh, I forget if it was Kansas or Arkansas beat reporter, but there's no water going on in the city of Memphis right now. Interesting storyline as uh, he checked into his hotel and there was told there was no water and they don't know when they'll have water. Uh, Kansas is catching two and a half points against Arkansas. Now, Memphis, Tennessee is right next to the state of Arkansas. I'm talking like a 10, like five minute drive. Uh, however, you got a sl- slew of guys out. I mean, first off, let's start off with uh, Barry Odom, their DC taking the head coaching position at U- UNLV. But then you have uh, their backup quarterbacks, Malik Hornsby and Cade Renfro out. Um, Jaden Hazelwood, their best wide receiver. Well, two wide receivers that actually got substantial amount of time in, in catch, uh, catch Jackson and, and Jaden Hazelwood one opted for the portal one opted out. Uh, they're starting tight end transferred to South Carolina. They're starting center opted out. Uh, they have a, just an unbelievable amount of guys on the defensive side of the ball. Let me count this up. Two, four, six, eight, eight guys out on the defensive side of the ball to opt out slash portal, including two all sec guys. Meanwhile, you look at Kansas and yes, okay. They got some players that have transferred. I think the only substantial and, and, and they still have uh, Daniel. He the running back who's a backup. He's injured still, but I would say the only substantial one is Eric Gilliard. The, the UCF transfer who was kind of used as a some, t- I mean, he, he'd start some games at linebacker, but, but besides that, they should be in pretty decent shape here. They have the, the, the Daniels bean controversy, I guess, to, to ponder, but what are you doing here, Nick? Yeah, I'm on Kansas. You know, uh, they're the team, the roster and the staff is basically intact and Arkansas lost a lot. I mean, look at their defensive opt-outs. Their defense was bad as it was. And then with the receivers, now they still have a couple of my favorite sec players in KJ Jefferson and, and rocket Sanders. And I think they could go wild. I think there could be a lot of points in this game here. But I think Kansas, again, they have more motivation because similar to Duke, they are freaking thrilled to be playing in a bowl game. Meanwhile, Arkansas with all these players leaving and some of the the, the coaching staff leaving, I don't see them caring and really getting up for this. So I'm on the Jayhawks. You got to figure though, that it's going to be an Arkansas crowd. Potentially. You know, I looked it up. Fayetteville to Memphis by uh, travel right now is four hours, 39 minutes. It's all the way on the other side of the state of uh, 
Arkansas. Lawrence. Great, they have great uh, fans, though. They do have great fans. They'll no, but, but, but oh, your right. average Arkansas. Lawrence is only eight, eight, seven hours, 49 minutes. So it's not that much. No, further. no, no. I disagree, though, because Arkansas is one of these states where the whole state is Arkansas fans. So, yeah. like, five minutes yeah. over the border, they're all going to go and say, hey, we get a chance. We don't have to drive to, to, to Fayetteville. We can just go right there for the game. I, I, I think they'll be, I think they'll be all, all Arkansas fans, but I am going to ride Kansas too. I'm going to ride that, that momentum. I think they, that Nick's point of uh, motivation mixed with the uh, actual, like they don't have as much, I think they have much more buy-in from a roster standpoint. So, well, they didn't have a lot of buy-in in the second half of the season, losing six of their last seven. Um, meanwhile, I mean, it was some tough losses. Three of their last four were losses for Arkansas. Both these teams backing into bowl season. That said, just on eye test alone, I know you mentioned all the players that are going to be out for Arkansas, but they're just a way better team than two and a half points based on the second half of the season than Kansas is. So I'm taking Arkansas and I'm locking it. Oh, whoa. Patty C saying Razorback on. Moving along, we're going to San Diego, California, where the Oregon Ducks are taking on the North Carolina Tar Heels, where I feel like it's an appropriate time to mention that the PAC 12 and ACC, whether bowl games or regular season (laughs) have squared off 37 times since the year 2000, the PAC 12 is 28 and nine against the ACC. Uh, Oregon's laying 13 and a half right now. They are without a slew of players, including their offensive coordinator who took the, the head coaching job at, uh, at Arizona state was Kenny Dillingham. Uh, Bo Nix will play in the bowl game. Um, but they see, here's the problem is Oregon was a top 10 offense. You lose the OC. Now maybe they'll be able to be fine there, but defensively they weren't that good this year. And Christian Gonzalez, their best defensive back has opted out to go to the pros and Noah Sewell, who's probably going to be a top 10 pick uh, for the Oregon ducks has opted out as well. And they also have lost uh, three other players on the defensive side of the ball. But at the same time, you have the North Carolina Tar Heels, obviously Jacoby Criswell, the backup quarterback who lost uh, the starting spot to Drake may hit the portal. Uh, Josh downs opted out and their entire defense. I feel like, I don't know what happened, you know, words of chisdom, but those words didn't hit well because I'm counting (laughs) two, four, six, eight, 10 defensive players. Most of these guys, you know, uh, a lot of starters here dipping out. And they were the 116th ranked defense with all those starters. <laughs> However, here's what I believe, buddy. I believe Oregon secondary was terrible all year. And now you lose Christian Gonzalez, but even bigger than that, you lose Noah Sewell. I think Carolina is going to be able to move the ball on this defense. I'm going to take the 13 and a half in the Tar Heels, Nick. Well, look, I'm a Tar Heels hater. So take everything I say with a grain of salt here, but yeah, UNC proved to be a complete fraud over the last third of the season. They lost three straight to end things. And I mentioned this game, this before the Clemson game, you guys failed to listen. You guys still went UNC, but Drake may has not been the same Drake may over that, that stretch of games uh, over the last, those, those last three losses, he's been under 60% completion percentage, one touchdown to four interceptions, only averaging about 234 yards per game. 
a precipitous drop from the way he started off his, his first year uh, under center as a starter for the Tar Heels. And Bo Nix is returning and playing. I think that that means a lot. And I, UNC always struggles against bigger, more physical teams. And Oregon had the 14th best rushing attack in the country this year. I think they're going to run it down the throat of those Tar Heels. I'm going to lay the big number, actually. Don't Ooh. feel great about it because I know, like, it's bowl season. Usually you just take the points, but I'm going to go work in this time. Also, Phil Longo left for Wisconsin. So without their. Uh, and, That's and a big their, one. That might and, be the biggest of all of them. And their O line coach, Jack Bicknell Jr. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm taking the points. Patty, see what are you doing here? Um, you made a lot of good points, Colby, that almost swayed me back to North Carolina, especially with um, May probably wanting to, uh, you know, perform really well during bowl season and push North Carolina, you know, and have momentum going into the off season since he's going to be returning. But um, I think Oregon's just a far better team. The, the end of the year proved that, and so I think they get a late cover in this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. There we go. Next up, we go to the Texas bowl at that filthy fucking dome in Houston. It's waste of a waste of a football game. Uh, Texas tech is taking on Ole miss Ole miss laying three and a half points. Currently uh, Texas techs in an interesting spot because Tyler shuck who gets injured every time he breathes uh, <laughs> is, is projected to start this game because well, their backup who started a lot of games you might even say he was the starter for the year. Donovan Smith hit the portal. He's now at Houston with Dana Holgerson. And then their other backup who played a lot, Baron uh, Morton, he is injured and not available, I believe for this game. Meanwhile, so Shuck is the guy, but at the same time, uh, now what's cool is they do have a, a offensive lineman who's heading to the NFL coming out a little early, but he said he's playing in the bowl game. Shout out to Weston, Wright. Let's go. Um, and uh, what they, they, I think they lost a defensive guy on the side of the ball. Meanwhile, Ole Miss, the backup quarterback, Luke Altmeyer, who played some gone in the portal, Michael Trigg, their star tight end out. They also uh, lost, a, I guess a couple defensive guys, um, but kind of, uh, Oh, I guess no, Ole Miss lost their O line coach as well. And Jake Thornton, no big losses for Ole Miss. So I think Lane Kiffin returning is pretty big. A hundred percent. And that's why I, I'm going to lay the points with Ole Miss. Uh, why is this, this, this once again, this is a bullshit matchup here. The yeah. bullshit matchup. They should be playing a better team. Uh, but give me uh give me Ole Miss minus three and a half Patty. Yeah. It's pretty rare. You see the uh, team from the sec with the better regular season record than any other a team from any other conference, Ole Miss eight and four, Texas Tech seven and five. Not sure how that happened, but um, it's going to be close just because Texas Tech is chippy. You know, they play good teams really close. The Big 12, like we said, all year might have been top to bottom, the toughest conference, and they kept uh, in a lot of those games. Meanwhile, uh, Ole Miss losing four of their last five, but again, some really, really elite competition. The back end of their schedules, like, yeah, but no, their front no end of their the schedule country. was dog shit. We called this to a <laughs> team. Was. Yeah, it was. We called Tough that. To tell, uh, yeah. Which, yeah, which Ole Miss is the real Ole Miss? But I think they covered three and a half. But I'm not that confident in it. Nick, I think it yeah. the matchup here is you're looking at Ole Miss and their number three rushing attack in the country against a, a Texas Tech rushing defense that ranks 90th. I think Ole Miss controls the clock, controls the lines of scrimmage, wins and covers. All Are right. both uh, backs for Ole Miss uh, going to be playing? Zach Evans, I think, is either hurt or transferred, right? 
I don't think he transfers. I think he's hurt. Yeah. He should transfer I, though. Maybe he's hurt. <laughs> he should transfer. Um uh Syracuse taking on Minnesota in the Bronx, Yankee Stadium. Um shout out to this game. I like these games at baseball stadiums. I really do. <laughs> I really do. It's old school. You go back and look at foot college football and the when it first was created, a lot of games played at uh you know, whether it's Ebbets or what what a lot of class Wrigley played a Memorial lot of games. Stadium at, yeah. uh, at, for what the Browns. Yeah, I like this. I like this thing of playing the, uh, and I wish they would have won, done one of the playoff games in New York City. Um, Syracuse. Uh, well, we know Robert and I is gone, so the Shredder will have to to win this one as a ten point dog. Minnesota's favored by ten. However, Sean Tucker, who's like ninety eight percent of their offense, is gone. <laughs> uh, they had a bunch of other players too. I mean, obviously they got hit in the portal uh, on the defensive. They lost their defensive coordinator as well. But uh, they did lose. They did did lose some guys on the defensive side of the ball. I'm counting what two, four, six guys out uh, on the defensive side of the ball. Meanwhile, Minnesota, we don't know what's happening with Tanner Morgan. He could play. He might not. He missed the past two. Uh, Chris Altman Bell still injured. Their star wide out. But uh, on the defensive side of the ball, they had some guys hit the portal, but they weren't really. I guess uh, actually, linebacker Braylon Oliver and uh, safety Michael Dixon were pretty big losses in the portal. Um, Minnesota running back coach, Kenny Burns, Ken Burns, baby. Uh, he left to be the head coach of Kent state. I'm taking Minnesota minus the 10. I think they're the better team. I think Syracuse is going to move. Minnesota has a top, what five defense. I don't think Syracuse is going to be able to move the ball on this defense. I know Syracuse is also a dome team. I know it's in New York. So the crowd might be pro Syracuse. It's not going to matter. All right, give me Minnesota minus the ten. Nick, ACC you representing? Yes, uh, I did struggle with this one though, but I'm not gonna lay two yeah, two games where I'm laying double digits here. So here's one where I took my my bowl game, you know, standard and just take the point. So I think Minnesota wins, but like Minnesota doesn't like blow teams out for the most part. So I think Syracuse can hang around and cover. Patty, um. <sighs> Minnesota. I mean, the, the, the second half of Syracuse's season, they almost lost six in a row there. They saved themselves against Boston college, but Barely. Uh, <laughs> yeah, by a point, but, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, uh, 32, 23. No, but they battled but, back, man. They, BC was up big. They had like a huge fourth quarter to win that game. Yeah. I mean, it's not like uh, uh, Minnesota was killing great teams at the end of the year, beating uh, Nebraska by seven and beating Northwestern losing to Iowa. So they're not great either. And 10 points is a lot for them, especially in the snow, but they're just that much better than Syracuse. So I'm going to go to Minnesota here. There we go. Next up, we go to the cheese it bowl in Orlando, which you would think huge advantage for the Seminoles here. Florida State taking on Oklahoma, but I actually find this one somewhat intriguing. This matchup because this is one of the bowl games I'm actually excited for. Uh, like I said, Venables. He, I think if he has a six and seven first year, I think that's really concerning to Oklahoma fans, and I think that seat might get really hot. They're a year away. They might even be in SEC play next year. There's talk about this right now, ongoing. Uh, I don't know, man, but, but then you look at the situation, their backup quarterback, Nick Evers transferred to Wisconsin running back. Eric gray opted out. There's uh, the Tennessee transfer. Theo Weiss, one of their better whiteouts uh, uh, hit the portal. Uh, also on the offensive line, both tackles opted mm. out. 
Then their defensive tackle on the defensive side of the side of the ball, Jalen Redmond opted out. Um, I mean, they, they hit, they, they, they lost some guys, they lost some guys. And then you have Florida state who seems like everyone's buying in, you know? Yeah. They had a couple of players hit the portal, but they weren't guys that were really on the field a lot. Meanwhile, Jordan Travis announced his return. He's playing uh, even uh, Jared verse, the star defensive end, the transfer from what Albany uh, announced he's going to play the game. Same with safety, Jamie Robinson. And both those guys going to be in the NFL. Um, this is a really interesting match. This is one of the bowl games I actually want to watch Florida state's laying nine and a half points. I was originally going to take Florida state, but the more I thought about it, I thought the more pressure is on Venables. I'm going to take the nine and a half in Oklahoma. And I do believe the big 12 is better, a lot better. And that's, that's, that's the difference maker for me. Give me Oklahoma plus nine and a half. How do you see? Uh, yeah, that just seems like too many points. I know Florida state obviously finished strong at the end of the season there where they win their last five. Uh, and then their losses were close. Um, Wake Forest 10 NC state two in a game they should have won and Clemson by six. So, I mean, they actually had a really good year. All that said, I still just feel like Oklahoma from a talent standpoint, isn't 10 points worse than Florida state. So I think Oklahoma covers this Nick. Well, good points guys, but yeah, so Florida state hasn't lost since October 15th. And during that five game win streak, they did beat three bowl teams. So it's not like they were just, you know, beaten up, you know, cream pies like Boston college and, and you know, teams like that. So Florida state's at full strength. And I think the fact that hardly anybody's leaving is a total vote of confidence in Mike Norvell, who actually has some momentum here. And I think a 10 game season would be huge. And I think it would really set the table for what could be an even bigger year four. So uh, I'm on Florida State, man. I, you know the fact that both ACC offensive tackles, Nick. yeah, that's true. Both offensive tackles are out for for Oklahoma. Give me the Seminoles, man. Uh, I can see it. I'm, I'm not. I have no confidence in this game. It should be entertaining, though. Uh, Colby, would you say the blue blood factor here is drawing you in? That's very anti Colby. No, TMZ Dundee. No, no, no. The fact that Oklahoma could have a losing season is drawing me in ah, six uh-huh. and seven. There you go. I'm all about it. Take, uh, and I, I, I love this because you, I was sitting there thinking about this today. I'm like, well, UCLA hasn't played for a Pac-12 championship ever since they've had the championship game. USC has won what one, maybe two since they had the championship okay. game, but only one yeah. of recent years, right? Maybe then, only one. Yeah. Yeah. Then, then I'm like, wait, they, they both didn't win it this year. They're going to the big, the, the big, uh, the big 10. That's some dead weight. Get rid of them. Then Oklahoma and Texas haven't played for a big 12 championship in what? Three years now. And Texas even longer. So <laughs> Take that dead weight Kobe's to the SEC. Really trying to sell Let's go. These blue bloods as a, as a blue part. bloods are done. Now that NIL is happening, blue bloods are <laughs> fucking done. You saw it with the recruiting rankings in the top 100. Let's go. Uh, before I get to this next game, I just want to highlight the fact that. Currently up 45 21 with nine minutes left. There's only what's one the, Carolina school. What's your Mike Houston rating now after his first bowl win uh, for Greenville? I locked this because I knew they would obvious. win this. Yeah. yeah. Well, not only because of the Chadwell thing, I also thought because the bowl game got canceled last year, 
I thought that the team really wanted this Holton the other's final game. Um, so let's go. Um, all right. Now back, now back to the, the programming, uh, Alamo bowl, San Antonio, Texas. Once again, filthy, filthy stadium here. The Alamo dome, the house that J.R. Reed built. Um, here you go. You got Texas laying three and a half, but call me crazy here. So let me get this straight. Texas is laying three and a half, even though Bijan Robinson and Rashawn Johnson, both their running backs are opting out besides a slew of other players, Jaleel Billingsley, a tight end. Um, meanwhile, Washington, Michael Penix coming back saying he's playing in the bowl game. Number two offense. So you're going to have Quinn Ewers having to throw the ball, which has been a question mark all year against Washington. I get it. It's going to be a Texas crowd. Cause it's in this filthy, filthy stadium. That's like an hour South of Austin. But Washington should be favored. They're the better team. Give me the Huskies plus three and a half. Sprinkle that money line, Nick. Well, Penix, yeah, I mean, he didn't just say that he was playing. He said that how pumped he is to play in his first bowl game ever, which is kind of surprising because he's been around for a long time. But even that really good year with Indiana, uh, he got injured. A year. He got injured too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he mentioned that this is his first bowl game ever. So he's very excited to play, which. I like hearing that from the team leader of Washington because these bowl games don't really matter and some teams don't care. It appears Washington will care. Uh, th- yeah, the question is Texas's ground game. So their top two guys are out, but do they still have some like five, you know, five star blue chipper, third string guy that's going to come in and dominate? Or will the ground game not be as effective? Because if you look at passing attacks, both defenses are awful stopping the pass. Texas, 90th. Washington 91st, but Washington passes the ball very well. Number one passing attack in America, Texas 64th. So that obviously favors the Huskies. And then, I mean, you got the whole Quinn Ewers thing. Like he, that dude needs to impress with Arch Manning coming to town. True. You know? True. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, yeah, I took the points, man. Cause I think it's, I think it's an interesting game. I think it's probably 50, 50. I think Washington might slightly be the better team. So give me the points. Patty C. What are you doing? Uh, I'm with you guys. I mean, I know we revel in the fact that Texas is, you know, eight and four and somewhat mediocre again, but you know, they did beat Kansas state. They did only lose to TCU by seven. They ended the season with wins against Kansas and Baylor, which, you know, aren't, well, you know, world beaters, but still good wins. Um, Washington, obviously 10 and two is 10 and two. Only two losses were on the front and back end of a back-to-back road. Um, obviously a nice little break here. So they are not facing that challenge, but they are going to San Antonio and what will definitely be a very Texas crowd. Every, uh, every I, I fucking all- year, Texas plays in this bowl game. Colorado played them two years ago. In this. <laughs> it's such a crock of shit. Yeah. Can you schedule them yeah. outside of the state of Texas? You filthy fucking whores. <laughs> God. Or if they're going, they're going to like Louisiana, they're going yeah. to new Orleans or they're going to uh, wherever Phoenix. Um, yeah. I would say, uh, the wrong team's favored, but three and a half points is a definite. It's borderline lock. It's especially with B. John Robinson out. A lot of pressure on Quinn Ewers without him there. So you know what? I am. I'm going to lock up Washington. Yeah. Well, look, you Ooh. cracked you cracked the safe last night. You got a lot of money. Lock up Washington. <laughs> uh, Patty C. There you go. Locking up the Huskies. All right, moving along to Friday, December thirtieth. 
Maryland, NC State. I, I talked about this on the SGP show. Many of years, me and NC Nick growing up, we wanted to watch Michigan, Ohio State, or, <laughs> or uh, you know, Colorado, Nebraska, or something. And back in those days, you didn't get every game on TV, you had regional coverage. So many of those years, you'd be stuck with Maryland, Old NC State, Jefferson Pilot Sports. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Doc, Rick Doc Walker on the call. All right. You'd be, you'd be stuck with Maryland and NC State. And you're sitting there like, why am I watching two and seven Maryland against four and, f- you know, four and five? Uh, NC State. It was a lot of pain. Shout out to the Bulls. They said, let's bring back some of that misery. Uh, this is in Charlotte, North Carolina at Duke's Mayo Bowl. And, I am, dude, and also, if you forget, Maryland used to kind of have NC State's number. I think it was the Russell Wilson year where NC State was undefeated, like in early November, I think, and lost at Maryland. Maryland was like a 500 team. So Maryland's been known to uh, spoil some NC State seasons in years past. But sorry, go ahead. Well, I mean, this one, it's tough to get a read. You have uh, what their, their star tight end just transferred to Bama tonight. The their Rakeem Jarrett, Jacob Copeland and Dante Demas, their top three wideouts all opted out. Oh man. Uh, the defensive side of the ball, they lost some key guys to the portal. Um, and uh, uh, I'm talking Ahmad McCullough, who was the fourth leading tackler on the team. Plus you lost uh, Deontay banks who opted out. Who's the best corner uh, on the team who's going to the NFL. I mean, just a slew slew of, uh, of guys out for the Terps. But at the same time, NC state, we talked about it. Their offensive coordinator. I almost think this is a good thing. Tim Beck took the head coaching job at coastal Carolina. I think the offense will improve. They finished in the hundreds, um, but Devin Leary's gone. MJ Morris is, is out as well. Uh, or I, I've, I think he is. We don't know that a hundred percent. We don't know. Yeah, we don't yeah. know that. He might come back. Um, but they did get hit in the portal. They got hit in the portal by uh and to injury on the defensive side of the ball. I'm counting what five guys uh out for the Wolfpack. Man, I have had a hard time forecasting this game. I really have. I really fucking have, but I can't take NC State. I'm an ECU guy. Fuck you, <laughs> NC State. I cashed in on that under. You guys are overrated every year. Give me the Terps and uh, Mike Loxley. I feel filthy <laughs> saying that. Uh, Patty C, what are you doing here? Uh, the game being in Charlotte, and you know all the all other things that being held equal. I gotta lean the Wolfpack here. They're only giving one. I think they get that done. I mean, I could go deeper into that, but like you said, it's funny you brought up uh, Rick Doc Walker. Just a quick quick aside here. Uh, apparently, the Hogs. Who are Dan Snyder is trying to celebrate this weekend? Want to sue him or and are having a cease and desist about that dude can't win. Everyone hates Dan Snyder. I mean, well, uh, he brought it on himself. Not, yeah, he I've brought done, that on that? himself. He brought everything on himself. He did. He did. When you can't even celebrate your former players without getting sued, then you are well hated. But yeah. anyway, as uh, this game, I got to go NC State. I just can't trust Maryland, especially with all that talent not playing for him. He could win over the world if he changed it back to the Redskins right now. He could yeah, win he over could. the world. Well, all right. Part of the world. Yeah. <laughs> except the Washington <laughs> Post. Except the New York Times and Washington Post. They, 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 they went over yeah. the, the Roanoke Gazette. Um <laughs> anyway, uh yeah. I mean, Nick, what are you doing here? You going with you your know, boys? You know yeah. who I'm on here. All right, look, first off, Maryland, they're a bit phony. Okay. So yeah, they won four Big Ten games, but that was against Michigan State, Indiana, Northwestern, and Rutgers. 
So there was not a bold team in that bunch. So th- th- they only have two wins over bold teams this year. And that is a six and six Buffalo squad in week S- one. seven and six now. Well, regular season wins, buddy. Regular season. <laughs> That's a winning a, team, baby. And a seven and five SMU squad. And yeah, so Maryland's receiver group is decimated, down a couple starters on defense. We got in the state of North Carolina. You know I'm going to NC State. Come on. You filthy, filthy whores. Uh this one I I was shocked at the at I'm very shocked at this one here. Same here. It stinks. The Sun Bowl. Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl. They need to play <laughs> uh, honestly like I really would love to see the playoffs like the national championship held at the Sun Bowl. This stadium's awesome. It's like in the middle of a mountain on the like have you ever seen this stadium guys? In there this, forever, of course. I mean, yeah. dude, who who hasn't been watching football for years? This stadium had, is by Bowl. far one of the best stadiums in college football. Uh Pitt is this only is or, old as the Orange Bowl and the uh and the Sugar Bowl, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh I mean, but this this tell me w- w- what am I missing here on this game? Because first off, you have the pit travel situation. And if you caught Joe Golding, the U- Utah basketball coach, he drove, I think, three or four pit players from the Dallas airport that were stranded at the Dallas airport uh to El Paso, which is like a nine hour drive, I think yesterday. Right? So you have that scenario. Shout out see college basketball helping save college football yet again. Um <laughs> But then you have the fact that let me get this straight. Keaton Slovis gone. He's at BYU. He's soaking. Uh, meanwhile, Nick Patty, the guy who played the Tennessee game in the second half and overtime, he's out. They had been prepping with Nate Yarnell at quarterback, but he's sick. You're talking about a fourth string quarterback potentially playing for the Pitt Panthers. And guess what? What's his name? I, I have Bonaconda, their star running back who gets like 7 million carries a game. He's gone. A bunch of their receivers are gone. Uh, their offensive tackles, both of them opted out. Their best defensive tackle opted out. Their best D end opted out. Their Servassier Dennis, their star linebacker opted out. Safety Brandon Hill, who's going to be in the NFL opted out. A, f- a few others hit the portal on the defensive side of the ball. I mean, and then you have Dorian Thompson Robinson, who we think is playing in this UCLA game. And I'm hearing that Charbonnet and Bobo might be going as well. We've seen the, 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 the record of the ACC against the PAC 12. I am all over UCLA minus five and a half. This makes zero sense to me. Why is this line so small? I would set this at like 13. The question Nick? is, What's will up? you dive into the stink? I'm diving all into the stink. Lock it up. Give me the Bruins. Lock it up. I like Duke. I like a little parlay between Duke and I like this UCLA game a lot. Patty C, what are you doing? I'm with you. Double lock. Oh, NC Nick triple lock. Yes. Oh, let's go. Another angle is UCLA had their bowl game canceled last year. So this will be like their first bowl game, like, you know, uh, under chip Kelly, right? I don't understand it, man. I mean, you could tell me that Pitt was at full strength and I would still probably lay five and a half with UCLA, <laughs> yes, yes. you know, and so you know, slow was gone. Uh, you know, I, I can say it one more time. My Anaconda is also gone. <laughs> uh, so yeah, lock UCLA, man, lock it up for sure. Yeah. All day. Next up. We go to uh, Jacksonville, Florida, where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish are taking on the South Carolina Gamecocks. This game's 
absolute ass. <laughs> this game is so fucking. I have zero interest in watching this because. Well, wait, Drew Pine, their starting quarterback for Notre Dame's at Arizona State. Tyler Buchner, Buckner, he's injured. So we're looking at a third string quarterback. Oh, is that? I didn't see that yet. Buckner's Buckner's out. Yep. He had a season ending thought- sh- shoulder injury, buddy. He, well, uh, he's out. I mean, because the reports were that he was going to be back for this game potentially. Well, even if so, yeah, no. He, so he returned to practice in a limited capacity. Okay. So we're still not sure yet. We're not sure. Well, and who's he going like- to throw to? Because let me get this straight. Avery Davis injured at wide receiver. Tobias Merriweather injured. Joe Wilkins hit the portal and their star tight end, Michael Meyer opted out their backup tight end. Kevin Ballman's injured their backup tight end to that. Eli Reardon is injured and oh, another tight end. Kane Brong hit the portal. And then on the defensive side of the ball, wait, wait a second. Isaiah Foskey, their best player on defense opting out. They're also without three other players on the, or four other players on the defensive side of the ball, this game. And then, and then Dare I say we get to the South Carolina side of things? Holy shit! I mean, you might have Spencer Rattler, but who? This is the biggest. What happened, man? They just knocked off Tennessee and Clemson, and everybody's leaving. Unbelievable! I mean, this is what two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty-two players. Twenty-two players. This is the biggest list I've seen. Oh my god! I think they they released it and. uh, 24 players is the most that's uh, transferring out of any team. So 22. Well, so these aren't all higher. transfers. They're, they're also yeah. are their opt-outs and injuries. Their star still. offensive tackle on an offensive line that hasn't been very good. Uh, their star defensive tackle, Zach Pickens opting out Cam Smith, opting out Darius rush their other corner opting out. Those are two corners right there. Their safety, Devani Reed opting out. This game sucks ass. This is a horrible game. Austin Stogner hit the portal. Jaheim bell, their star tight end transfers to, to Florida state. I mean, their star, both running backs, Marshawn Lloyd hit the portal. He's good for them. Christian Beal Smith out even their third string running back out. I mean, this is, this is, uh, I don't even know why play the fucking game. I mean, uh, (laughs) I mean, it has a couple of, uh, it has momentum impacts on next year. I mean, I don't know if that's true or not. Actually, I think think this is a meaningless exhibition. And then you add in forgotten about. Yes. Was yes. Almost this, instantly. Yeah. Marcus Satterfield, the South Carolina OC left for Nebraska. Shane Beamer said he will not announce a play caller, which probably means it's going to be him. Uh, I don't fucking know. Uh, give me. Yeah. Give me South Carolina. I guess I feel like having Rattlers all the advantage. <laughs> yeah. That and the line is plus two and a half. And, and usually, you know, you say you, you, you take uh, the, the plus two and a half. And momentum. Can you imagine you lay the, you lay the three and a half? So and I'll take the two and a half. So give me how, how about ending the season with wins at Tennessee at Clemson and then Notre, uh, Notre Dame. It's that's, that's, that is fun for recruiting. Yeah. Patty C. Be, I mean, Notre Dame whooped Clemson by 21 uh, South Carolina beat them by one. That's different um, because Dame, Carolina had to play at Clemson at that. So I almost feel like that's irrelevant because the fact sure, that this to game's go, in yeah. Jacksonville. So yeah. uh, from a weather standpoint, that definitely favors Spencer Rattler, especially without Notre Dame, not having a quarterback in good weather. Um, yeah. My initial lean is South Carolina. And even though I do think Notre Dame's a better team, the fact that they're getting two and a half, 
I'll lean Gamecocks. Not a lot of confidence though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up we go Ohio taking on Wyoming and Tucson barstool sports bowl. Shout out to them. We want to do that. we got to get a bowl game going here. Ohio is obviously without the greatest, the greatest quarterback in America, Curtis O'Rourke. Um, or no, Curtis Rourke, not O'Rourke. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and uh, without one of their one of their one of their backs that had been playing solid for them all year. So in O'Shawn Allison, but uh, meanwhile, Wyoming just said, "Hey, running back room, get the fuck out of here!" All right, they're on their fifth string running back. But guess what? I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Because I believe Ohio's got one of the worst defenses. And you're telling me there's no Rourke? Meanwhile, Craig Bull, his teams, his teams find ways. They don't care. They're gonna find ways to win this. Give me Ohio. I mean, sorry, give me Wyoming plus one and a half in Tucson. Nick, what are you doing? I agree with you. Uh I watched that Bobcat offense in the Mac Championship game without uh Rourke, and you know, it was just pitiful. I think they they put up like 260 total yards against Toledo. I don't think CJ Harris, the backup quarterback is ready to win a bowl game like this. Give me Wyoming. Shout, shout <laughs> out to the trap, the, uh, the chat that says Tucson, a crime riddled low, cal- low class dump says Nathan Serna. <laughs> what's, what's worse that or El Paso? Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Or I've, I've been to both. I've been to both. I'll take Tucson. Yeah, I'll take Tucson. Uh, except, except I do find the Sun Bowl way better. Um, Patty C, what are you doing here? Uh, I mean, look, I, I think you guys are a little overconfident, and uh, I mean, they, they got slapped by Fresno. Granted, that's acceptable, but squeaking by Colorado State, squeaking by Hawaii—that's their uh, game, though. That's their game. They don't—they're—they're they're not going to win by thirty. That their game is well, conservative. It's like Iowa. And trust me, I'm not that confident with Wyoming. <laughs> it's like well, they're they're Iowa of the Mountain West. Okay, but still, I mean, uh, prior to the uh, uh, MAC championship loss, what a, a seven game winning streak. Their only loss in what would have been a nine game winning streak was an overtime loss at Kent State. Then they have one bad game against Toledo in the uh, uh, MAC championship, and you guys are fade Ohio. I don't think so. Give me the Bobcats. Oh, Max. To, uh, to Weehawk's point here, let's have a little bit of fun with this. The SGPN bowl game. Where and like who's like yeah, Chicago. So usually there's tie-in. So outdoors, obviously, and somewhere cold. You want Chicago or Lambo? Lambo's always fun. I mean, I, I even think like maybe maybe we use Laramie Stadium because we love that end zone with the Wyoming, you know, Wyoming, uh, even though they wouldn't be playing, we'll keep those end zones. All right. Um, Don't they have the mountains all around? On yeah, the, on the back, background? yeah, pretty cool. Um, Somewhere up in Utah would be cool, but not not enough alcohol up in Utah, so we're scratching that off the list. If they could build a stadium on Alcatraz, <laughs> I've always said I've always said the Raiders should have played at a stadium on Alcatraz. All right, now uh, you're just getting crazy. Okay. Uh, uh, all right. They can play a basketball game on a boat. They can play a football <laughs> game in a jail. Let's go. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, next that's up, because you look like you're in a jail right now, Patty C. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm in a bunker right now. Yeah. Don't I'm drop the soap. Plans. Don't drop the soap, buddy. Uh, Orange Bowl. I think somewhere. In the, I think somewhere. I'm sorry. One more thing. I think somewhere in the Midwest would be perfect. Is there an outdoor stadium in Milwaukee? To host yes. Oh. Well, no. It used to be. They they got rid of it because Miller's Field. Because the Packers used to have to play three games there until like '93. Uh, 
at that also at that baseball stadium, which is like, is I said, there a large cool. high school in Milwaukee where we yeah, could I'm sure <laughs> Marquette start your football team. You filthy fucking whores. All right. Bring it back. All right. Uh, Orange bowl, Miami, this game, eh. Tennessee, Clemson, at least they're both wearing orange. Um, <laughs> oh man. I mean, what Joe Milton's out. I mean, sorry, Joe Milton's starting Hennon hookers out because of the injury. And then all their receivers, Hyatt opted out. Cedric Tillman opted out. I guess they'll have brew McCoy, but even Callaway and holiday hit the portal. Um, they got a couple guys out on defense and then you have what Clemson who DJU transferred. I actually think that's a positive. I think that the team wanted Klubnik and shout out to Cade Klubnik's parents who were stuck at the airport who said, fuck it. They're driving from Austin, Texas to Miami. Shout out to them. Uh, but then you have a, 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 the defensive side of the ball for Clemson. Who's been, it's been the strong suit of the team. Xavier Thomas, not playing miles Murphy, obviously opting out for the NFL. Trenton Simpson, their star linebacker opting out and a couple guys out in the secondary. I mean, it's a lot of players out. Um, having said that and Tennessee's OC took the South Florida job. So I'm all over Clemson minus four and a half here. I, I actually think I'm going to lock this actually. I think the team wants to rally behind Klubnik. I think you look at Joe Milton's stats from the Vanderbilt game, even though they won 56, nothing, which was super fucking impressive. Uh, he wasn't setting the world on fire by any means as, uh, as what he threw for what Let me look at the stat sheet here. I believe 11 of 21 for 147 and a touchdown. Give me Clemson to take out the Vols without hooker. Patty C. What are you doing here? I mean, I don't know how much you really want to fault. Milton for not putting up a great stat line in a game that they won by what 60 points. So, I mean, maybe, maybe uh, there was just an ounce of class out of hypo there and they didn't want to launch for 500 yards. Um, so, but Milton has never proven it before. So that is a big question mark since that is what makes their offense go. Um, an ounce, an ounce of class. I'm a Josh hypo guy. Shout out to Josh hypo. That's my guy, but they did score uh what? 35 in the second half. Well, when you're just slamming it through the line of scrimmage and they <laughs> can't stop you, what are you going to do? True, down true. it for the whole thing. Yeah. Um, now they did in the last three games of the or last two games of the season play a common opponent. Uh, uh, what was it? A 40, 35 point win um, by uh, South Carolina on Tennessee versus a one point win against Clemson. That should tell you to lean Clemson in this one, but I think Tennessee is going to cover. I'm on Tennessee, but I'm not super confident. Mm, Nick, what are you doing here? I agree with uh, Dundee there. I think this is a cold club Nick coming out party. I think he sets the stage. I think you know he he shows up here and and shows that he's their guy next year. And he was like ACC Nick. Recruit. What do you got the ACC going six and oh this this my <laughs> concern is that I've won a lot of ACC teams. But hey, I faded UNC. I faded Pitt. Okay, there you go. There you go. There's two. Uh, all right, let's hop over to Saturday morning because we got a. Uh, that sucks in this fucking filthy ass stadium in New Orleans. Play this at Yolman Stadium, all right? You, you <laughs> sacks of shit. Uh, Alabama, Kansas State, in New Orleans at that filthy Superdome. Uh, Alabama's laying five and a half. Hmm. You know me. Look, but uh, shout out to Bama players. Yes, a shit ton of players hit the portal. I think it was something like uh, two, four, six, eight, ten, 
They have uh, 11, but they have 13 players out. 11 hit the portal. Uh, however, shout out to Bryce Young and Willie Anderson for saying, "Hey, we're going to the NFL, but guess what? We're going to play some fucking football." That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, those might be the two top picks in the draft. So, no opt-outs. No opt-outs. That's awesome. Shout out to Bama for that. Yet uh, official. Yeah, true. Uh, K State. I sp- we know. Uh, well, I mean, they didn't really have. They had one guy hit the port or two guys hit the portal. Crew Jackson, linebacker, and then corner TJ Smith. Both, both. Uh, well, Smith was like a nickel player. The other guy, uh, Jackson, didn't get much burn. Um, I mean, uh, Adrian Martinez was actually practicing too, so they might be able to use two quarterbacks. Alabama's in FU mode, right? Give me K State mm-hmm. plus five and a half. This I team bet a thousand dollars on Colby taking K State in this how game. How could I not take the team? I picked them to win the fucking at what plus twelve hundred, and they won. Come on, they won the Big Twelve. And look, I actually think Alabama's had some problems on the defensive side of the ball. Especially, I think their run defense isn't as good as it's been. I think K State is going to be able to have some success there. Give me the Wildcats plus the points. Everyone on, and their mom is on a, a, on Alabama. Look at the money on that thing. K State gets the dub. Patty. I mean, yeah, you would think with those guys coming back for Alabama that that is that that makes you want to lean Alabama. But uh, look, Bryce Young might not want to get injured. He might be playing a little bit timid there. And then when you look at the end of the season, some of the throttling victories. Uh, K State was able to get over good teams. I mean, they beat TCU on the last game of the season. They beat uh, Oklahoma State by 48. Those are great wins. You know, um, I think we can't sleep on how good of a team this is, and six and a half points is too many. And and you know, Kansas State is more motivated here. They have to be. I think both have a motivation value, but I think you're right. K State's is probably they're they're delighted to be here. They want to crack at Bama. Nick, what are you doing? Yeah, so we know K State is, is thrilled to be here. With with Bama, the question is, you know, are they gonna are they pumped to play Kansas State in what's basically an undercard for the playoffs later that day? You know, where are, are they gonna not want to be there, or will Saban use it to really rally the troops? I don't know. I'm taking Bama. I'm only, if I can lay less than a touchdown w- with Bama against pretty much anybody, you don't get that chance too often. I'll go Bama. Fair. All right. Next up, we got the real undercard. Look, two times in one ah, year, two times, awful. two times in two in 2022. Last year, we caught this on January 1st. It's a great year to end the season on December 31st. Last year, Kentucky won 20 to 17 ba- battled back. Iowa was up a lot of that game. Uh, now we get Iowa, Kentucky in Nashville music city bowl. This game is absolutely fucking disgusting when you consider this. <laughs> I was on their third string quarterback, right? Spencer Petras is injured. Alex Padilla hit the portal. Joey Labas is going to be the guy. He's never attempted a pass. They also have Carson May, a fourth stringer. Unbelievable. Could he be much worse than Petras? <laughs> yeah. And Carson, Padilla? Uh, Petras has attempted <laughs> probably six passes in his three years of starting. So. Yeah. 
<laughs> not that different. Well, then they have the situation. One of their best wide receivers, if not their best, uh, you know, Keegan Johnson transferred to Kansas state. Um, then you have the opt out of KV on Merriweather, a really good safety for them. Also some injuries on the defensive side of the ball. Cooper Dijon mustard. He's injured. Um, I mean, Sam Laporta, their star tight end injured. Then you have Kentucky. Will Levis. No, not playing. We saw their backup quarterback against South Carolina in Destin Wade. He's fucking awful. But then you have, then you have what? Uh, uh, Chris Rodriguez opting out at running back. Cavassier smoke. Who's good portal. Oh, Raymond Jefferson, the Sam Houston state running back. Oh, he's injured. So they're on their fourth string running back. Then they have Tavion Robinson, their star wide receiver out. Um, three other receivers hit the portal. Um, opt, uh, their best corner, their best defensive player, Carrington Valentine opting out and two and, and two offensive linemen hit the portal as well for, for depth. And their offensive line has been terrible all year. Um, they fired what their, their OC. So they have a temporary OC for this game. They also fired their running back coach fired my boy, John settle. Shout out to the app state legend, former Washington Redskin and Atlanta Falcon. Um, this game is a fucking mess. Give me Iowa minus a point and a half. <laughs> they get a defensive touchdown to, to win it. Nick. I think that was my synopsis as well, too. I'm going to Iowa just cause I'm guessing they care a bit more. I mean, it's, this is a, this is basically a, a, a program play. Give me the, uh, give me Iowa. Patty C uh, four straight bowl wins by Kentucky. Three out of the last four bowls have been one that Iowa played in by Iowa. Um, something's got to give here. Both these coaches, I feel like, aren't going to step off the gas pedal in in bowl season. But what, I think what gas pedal offensively? That's true. <laughs> Neither one has a gas pedal off the off the bicycle pedals that are their offense. The total in um, this I'm, game is thirty-one. By the way, wow. <laughs> so what, what kind of ratings is this, is this going to get? Like, who's I'm, watching this? I'm on the under. I think I yes. don't think I don't think there's going to be more than like I would actually take the under on 21. <laughs> I'm serious. Uh, <laughs> I think this is like well, a 10 to 6 game. <laughs> Iowa only needs to win by 3 to cover. 13 to 10 Iowa. I'll go Hawkeyes. I I don't know. Part of me wants to really go Wildcats here. <laughs> well, stop being I a pussy and take them. I'll go Wildcats. Screw it. Let's All do right. it. Let's do it. Colby, I would suggest we, we save the playoffs till the very end and you okay. just move forward with the bullshit games Monday that nobody cares about. Whoa, I love whoa, these whoa, games whoa, 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 The re- the Reliquest Bowl? What in general, the games that happen after the playoffs, like nobody cares anymore. Well, like I, at, at I, least I, like before it should be like building up to the playoffs. Yeah. The fact yeah. they played after the playoffs is like This is this is after you busted and, and she's still She's still sucking. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> uh, well, I think people care about this one. Mississippi State honoring their coach, Mike Leach, playing on a pirate ship in Tampa. Oh, you know they're going to be motivated. Taking on Illinois. Obviously, Ryan Walters, the defense coordinator of Illinois, now the Purdue head coach. Uh, Mississippi State's leg one. Lock this thing up. Motivation all. And Chase Brown's not playing. Look at me, Massive. give me Mississippi State all day. Lock it up, Nick. No way in hell. Strictly I'm on. Exactly. What's that, Nick? On principle, exactly. There's no way in hell I'm not taking Mississippi State. 
Yeah. Yeah. Triple lock that bad boy. Boom. Let's go. Hell state. Rest in peace. The great coach Mike one leech. All right. Uh, we also have Tulane taking on USC. Now this would be cool if you played this at the, uh, you know, where they played the, the cotton bowl, you know, no, they're playing this at Jerry's world. You filthy, filthy, fucking nasty, disgusting whores. Play this at uh, where they play the actual cotton bowl. Why? Why play wow. this at this terrible stadium? Tulane, USC, USC's laying a point and a half. Uh, I'll take USC. I'm laying a point and a half. Caleb Williams says he's playing. I'll take USC. Nick? Yeah, I think so. I mean, uh, yeah, you know, USC has a lot of injuries that are kind of going on there, but. I don't know. I think they're just a better team here. Maybe they want some revenge from that Pac-12 championship loss. Give me USC. Patty. I mean, in terms of past defense, I want to find this real quick. Uh, I know um, Tulane was really high nationally, number eighteen. So that is uh, USC's strength. Uh, I still think that's not enough points. I think, or, or yeah, I think uh, I think USC will cover that. Yeah, we got another shit fest. Off. We got another shit fest going on here. The Citrus Bowl. Where the hell is this game? Orlando, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yep. LSU will end their season in Orlando and start their season in Orlando at the Citrus Bowl next year. Uh LSU's laying 14 and a half points against Purdue. Now, that you know, obviously Jeff Brom is not there to coach Purdue, but his brother, Brian Brom, sticking it out with the uh with the boilermakers. Boiler up. Um and uh, but the only problem is if you're a Purdue fan, well, their whole team isn't playing. And when I say whole team, I mean uh, the likes Aiden O'Connell opt out. Why are you going to opt out when you're going to be a seventh round draft pick? Um, <laughs> Kobe Lewis hit the portal at running back. Running back King Daru injured. Wide receiver Charlie Jones opt out. Elijah Cannon, the Auburn transfer, out for the year. Wide receiver Brock Thompson out. Payne Durham, their star tight end, opt out. Uh, they also have an opt out their best corner, Corey Trice. And and safety Chris Jefferson just says personal reasons. Personal fucking personal reasons. Girlfriend's texting me that she's coming over. We're gonna order pizza. We're gonna watch a movie. Sorry, can't can't play Net, this one. Netflix and chill. Yeah, Netflix and chill over this shit fest out in Orlando. <laughs> Meanwhile, you have LSU, which unbelievable, dude. Nick, did you see this? How many? Yeah, I mean, look, this I'm is. Look at it now. Let me count this: two, four, six, eight, ten, twelve, fourteen, sixteen, eighteen, twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three players. LSU without twenty-three players, and one of them probably going to be Jaden Daniels, uh, who's been injured. He was in a walking boot the final game of the season. They said there's. Still a chance he could play. <sighs> Not, Grant, Garrett Nussmeyer, the freshman, I think son of Doug Nussmeyer, um, he might start. I got no fucking idea. You look at, you look at the what? So John Beck transferred. K- Kyron Lacey, their receiver, he's out. Dre Jenkins is out. I mean, I this is really hard to tell. Yeah, I mean, for me, <laughs> this was. Well, I went back to, you know, bowl game betting one-on-one, one in doubt, take the points, especially when it's two touchdowns. So yeah, give me the points, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, this is a, this is a stupid game. Um, 
Give me uh, the points, Patty C. Yeah, this one's a tough one. Um, now, LSU did squeak by a bunch of teams at the end of the season and lost badly in a couple games. Um, then again, uh, so did Purdue in the Big Ten Championship. They're very evenly matched. It's too many points. You got to roll Purdue here. All right. Then we got the Rose Bowl, final game before the, the CFP. Um, Penn State take it on Utah. Utah's never won a, won a Rose Bowl. That's all I need. I don't no more synopsis. Um, no. Uh I mean Penn State's pretty good. You got Joey Porter Jr. opted out, which is huge. Um, their star tackle is out. Parker Washington opted out. It's actually got, a pretty good game. Yeah. Then you have Utah, uh Dalton Kincaid at tight end opted out. Same with Tavion Thomas at running back. And their star cornerback Clark Phillips the third opted out. I'm on Utah. They almost won it last year. I think they won it. I'm laying the two and a half with the Utes. This is a good game, I guess. Nick? Yeah, I think they ride that momentum, that huge second half, you know, beating USC, crushing USC in that second half. And I think they're they're fired up right now. And even if it's a month later, I think they bring that momentum to them, to, you know, or with them to Pasadena. So give me the Utes. Patty? Trade they banged on that door last year. I think they knock it in this year. Um Cam Rising status, though. I mean, he he's coming back next year, right? Rising? No, that, I mean, I think yet? he's leaving it up in the air, but uh he's from LA too, so that's another angle he's at home. Yeah, you would figure yeah. he'd want to get that done before he goes. Um yeah, you gotta ride Utah here. All right. Then we have the CFP, the invitational as they call it. Uh finally, some games that matter. Yeah. <laughs> One o'clock this Saturday, TCU, Michigan in the Fiesta Bowl. This one's actually going to be outdoors. It's actually worthy of of viewing. Um, TCU is catching eight against Michigan. I mean, we've heard it all year. We've heard the disrespect all fucking year. They have not respected the Big Twelve. Max Duggan says he's going pro, which I'm still a little dumbfounded on that. Why not come back and make a million dollars instead of playing? For the for the Skyhawks in 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 Berlin next year, um, uh, I will take the eight points all day. I mean, yes, Michigan. What what a classic move with Maisie Smith, by the way. Classic, classic power program move. I should probably take Michigan. There? Didn't he get caught with a gun? And they oh. they, they pushed off the hearing until after the <laughs> Ohio State and until January. Classic move, classic fucking move, uh, which means you probably should take Michigan. Crime pays in sports. Uh, but Eric all hit the portal. Obviously, Blake Corum's out. McNamara hit the portal. Alan Bowman hit the portal. So I'll tell you this if they have a quarterback situation, they will go from first string to fourth string if something does happen. Um, and, uh, you know, I guess, I don't know. I just feel like too many points. TCU's been disrespected. I think they'll show up in this game. I'm all over the Horn Fogs pl- plus eight. Sprinkle a little bit on the money line. I don't want to come out here and defend uh, Michigan and Maisie Smith or whatever his name is, but the it, that sentencing is scheduled for the 29th. Uh, but apparently, they're very confident that these charges will be dropped. Get another so, continuance, uh, and then uh, boom. <laughs> maybe so. I don't know, but for me. 
I'm on Michigan here because I look at three games. I look at the Penn State game where they won 41 to 17 that had over 400 yards rushing. I look at the Ohio State game where they outscored the Buckeyes 28 to 3 in the second half and the Big 10 championship game where they outscored per- Purdue by 20 in the second half. This team remembers the loss of Georgia in the playoffs last year and they have come back to avenge that. And I mean look at uh rushing Michigan, number five rushing offense in America, number three rushing defense. TCU rush defense number sixty-seven. Uh, I think that Michigan game, Donovan Edwards. I don't care if Blake Corb's not playing. I think Michigan's going to do what they want on both lines of scrimmage. And I think last year Michigan making the playoffs, they were the team that was just kind of happy to be there first time. I think you could argue that's that's TCU this year, and Michigan is really their second time. Most mo- most of that team back, or at least a lot of it. They're not just happy to be there. They want to win this game and get to the championship. Well, let me push back a little bit, but <laughs> push back. Indeed. Joe Golding Go is a name that he'll probably be a head coach in the next year or two. Defensive coordinator came over from Tulsa where they played for the AAC championship just two years ago. He is next level defensive coordinator. You're giving him a month of prep. You remember what happened when Texas was coming in there? Oh, us or uh, TCU's run defense is terrible. Well, uh, TCU had that bye week coming into it, and boom! You, I'm looking at the stat line. Right, this was in Austin. Held TC or had t- held Texas to 28 yards rushing, and 20, they're still just number 67 in the in the country. Yeah, but you're this is a one game thing. This is a month of prep. Joe Golding is a elite defensive coordinator. He's gonna hit the strengths of Michigan, and he's gonna make them have to pass the ball to beat them. TCU covers this, and might just win this thing outright. Sprinkle that money line, Patty C. What are you doing? Uh, I mean, the quorum injury, I think is, it does factor here. Um, I don't, I mean, Ohio state had gotten a little bit soft uh, defensively for a while. I think that TCU is not going to have that problem. I don't think that TCU is necessarily going to bang with Michigan. I think they're, they're more, you know, set up to stop a passing, especially being in the, in the big 12, but I think they have athletes, you know, and I think uh, they have the offense to, I do think Michigan might push them around in the second half. But uh, I think they'll keep it closer to the touchdown. They've been playing close games all year. They've been winning them. I think they probably lose close here. All right. Now we move over to the second game. Playing this one at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where Georgia plays every other game that's not a home game. Uh, Bulldogs, defending national invitational champions, taking on Ohio State. Now, Ohio State, we know what? Uh, Travion Henderson, not playing Smith and Jigba, not playing. Um, I even think a couple other running backs have injuries for them. Prior, Evan Pryor. Uh, meanwhile, Georgia, you know, lad McConkney, I think is, is something they're watching. Eric Gilbert hit the portal for the 75th time at tight end. Um, they got a couple dinged up offensive linemen, Nolan Smith, their, their defensive end who's a stud is, uh, is out same with safety, Dan Jackson. Um, however, I wanted this matchup last year, not necessarily because I, I just thought Ohio state had the perfect offense to present problems to Georgia. I believe that last year I was like, man, they're lucky they played Michigan. Cause I think Ohio state would have beat them. Um, Ohio state Ryan day was basically, you know, everyone's calling for him to be fired. You want to talk about the all time motivational edge right here to redeem yourself and beat the defending national champions. It's right here. 
I'm all over Ohio state. And I think what the, if they can look back at that sec championship game a year ago, not the LSU one, the one against Bama and Bama probably would have beat Georgia the second time had their receivers not got injured. Ohio state's got guys. I, I don't care. The Smith, Smith and jig was not playing. They got wide receivers that can play and they can test. I think the weakness of Georgia's defense. I got Ohio state plus seven and I'm riding that money line plus two ten. Let's go Patty C. What are you doing here? You know, Georgia, the number one uh, rush defense in the country, obviously James Madison, number two, Michigan, number three, just had a crowbar that in there. Um, I think Georgia's obviously, especially Ohio state and not having Henderson, they're going to shut down the run game. It's going to be all on Stroud to get it done. Having Smith and Jigba would have been nice, but they don't, I think Georgia slaps them. I think Georgia, Georgia gets ahead and, and, and leans on it and pulls, pulls way, you know, kind of blows them out by the end of it. Wow. Nick. Yeah. I think, uh, I think Michigan is kind of a similar team to Georgia. I think the physicality is similar and I'm not sure if the Buckeyes are tough enough to go toe to toe with the bulldogs because they couldn't hang at home with Michigan. I think it's a, a fair question to ask how good is Ohio state? They had a nice win at Penn state. Other than that, look at the schedule. There's a couple of lopsided wins over Wisconsin and Iowa, both at home. Usually that's impressive. Not really this year. Uh, they won. They beat Notre Dame again at home, 21 to 10 in the season opener. If anything, I thought they didn't even look that good in that game. And then, then there's that home loss to Michigan, which I mentioned. So, uh, you know, say what you want about Stetson Bennett, but the guy shows up in big games. And I think the Georgia running game will be the difference. And also big game, Brock Bowers, my guy, the tight end. Uh, I'm on Georgia. I'm going chalky as hell going both favorites. Colby. I think your one weakness, especially this round of the playoffs is you always root for the underdog. I think sometimes your heart gets in the way of your head. Mm, mm, <laughs> Maybe Patty sees right to go one favored one dog, but I'm going chalky as hell going both favorites here. Cause I just think Michigan and Georgia are destined to meet in the national championship. And if I could get ahead of myself, I think Michigan wins. Oof. Well, buddy, let me tell you something. It's about matchups. Like I said, I think Ohio state would have beat Georgia a year ago. Had they played, I think Georgia against yeah. Michigan was I mean, the perfect matchup. Last year. And I still believe this, the key to beating Stetson Bennett is making him come from behind, making him pass when you know, they have to pass Ohio state has to get an early lead. I think they got the guys to do it. Like I said, Smith and Jigba, obviously he's a beast, but all their receivers are beast. Look at them. They're all beast. I don't think it's that big of a drop off. Marvin Harrison jr. Still playing Buckeyes win. And look, I, we didn't hi, You didn't talk enough about that. The disrespect Ryan day, people were calling for him to be fired. It, like, you know, he was embarrassed. You're one of them. <laughs> look, if I you're mean, back I, I in I Ohio state, for him to be fired. I just think he's not. I just think he's, he's a little overrated. Right? Yeah. If you're, if you're back in Ohio state, you could argue a couple points that this Georgia team is not last year. Georgia team against the past. They're only number 49th in the country. Georgia's only number 77th in team sacks and they're number 74 in turnover margin. So I do think this is not quite the same Georgia team as last year, but I just don't think Ohio state has proved much to me over the course of the season. Another thing is like, yes, I mean, Georgia got Tennessee's offense. And, and maybe that's, you know, proof that they're going to destroy Ohio state, but Tennessee is way more gimmicky to me than Ohio state. I think Ohio state might be able to, to really, you know, be able to sling the rock on them. So we'll see. Uh, 
folks subscribe to the college football experience. We will be back. Uh, we'll be, uh, be back next week. Talking invitational championship, FCS national championship. And uh, you know, some more coaching stuff. I'm sure transfer portal shit's crazy. Uh, subscribe to the college football experience. Remember every single night, I got to do a show in like an hour. The college basketball experience is coming every single night. We got hoops every single night until selection Sunday in March. So boom, hop Beautiful. on over there, subscribe to the college basketball experience. Also the college baseball experience goes full swing in two months. There's gonna be some previews dropping from Noah Beanick, Um, and maybe even myself getting in there, talking a little, talk a little college baseball. Um, Subscribe to all three of them. We come together on as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. You can watch it. Also check out, uh, well, all, we're on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one. I'm on Twitter at the Colby D give us all a follow hop on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star review. Look the well's gone a little dry. It's not, it's bowl season. I feel like, you know, we're getting all great reviews on the basketball program. Hop on over to the football. one. it just takes a minute out of your day. It's the, it's the giving season. They say hop on over there. Come on. Uh, also get the SGPN app. It's free to download in the app store and Google play store. Come talk bowl games and, and, and invitational madness with us in the discord sports gambling podcast.com slash discord. All right. Until next week. Can't wait to watch some football East Carolina. Don't, don't forget they, we locked it up. Pirates, get it done. This is the college football experience. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's a great way to get started. And I haven't even won all my games yet. It's a great night to be a tiger. I'm here with my family. Sometimes people that are standing on third base think they hit a triple. Yeah. But they didn't. Well, I don't get they bring the head cold, but they're counting down 765. Get my limousine! Ride on 85! Get my limousine! jet! Woo! And take off! To New Orleans! Nothing is over! Nothing! You just don't turn it off! Our football team, ranked in the top ten for the last eight years, has got a linebacker, a tailback, an offensive tackle, two safeties, and a quarterback, all recruited by friends of the program. Good round, you're celebrating with your appetite. Bad round, you're losing, you're using your appetite to forget about the round. I'll tell you something about appetite. It's a real fucking great thing to have. It's easy to see a tide turn. Uh-huh.